to day four of Shaped by the Word. We have been reading through the Gospel of Luke, and it has been a rich and rewarding adventure already as we see how the Old Testament promises are being fulfilled in the person of Jesus. Uh, there have been wonderful hymns that have been a part of this, and of course the beautiful scene on the side of the hill is the glory of the Lord is revealed to the shepherds and the announcement of the birth of the King of the Universe is given to a handful of all dirty, groby shepherds out in the fields watching their flock by night. And when they come to see the nursery uh, that he's born in, it, it's a makeshift trough, and he's wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger, and yet God is fulfilling his promises in a remarkable uh, way. Uh, we come to the, the scene in the temple, and uh, Luke will take us back to the temple time and time again. It's one of his favorite settings. This is a place where God's glory is to be manifest, and it's now being manifest in a whole new way through the person of Jesus and uh, this time through a small baby you know that'll be introduced and then later you know a 12 year old boy who will be caught up in the wonder not of the temple but in the wonder of the heart of the father in in the middle of the temple so if you have your Bibles why don't you join us uh, in Luke chapter 2 beginning in verse 22 and as always we want to offer ourselves and offer this moment to the Lord as we read his word to know him be shaped by him and to be transformed into the image of, of his son so cindy do you mind starting us off with a word of prayer by the way i didn't say that i'm paul kemp and i am here in the christchurch studio with david keefe hey good morning guys cindy kemp. <laughs> good morning so cindy why don't you lead us in prayer yes father thank you for this day and thank you for time in your word and we just ask that as we would look at your word now that you would um Reveal what's in our heart. Reveal what's in your heart. And Father, that we would love you in a deeper and um, just more meaningful way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. What a wonderful prayer. Not only is God's word, his heart revealed to us, but it reveals our heart Mm -hmm. as we read it. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. The parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, you have promised you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles in glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Peniel, the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had gone, 
had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I would be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. He went to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Two really nice in a temple stories. And of course, that's going to be the emphasis. You know, when the temple was built, the glory of the Lord, you know, settled on, you know, the temple. And here we have in a quiet, unassuming way, you know, in an infant child, you know, who's barely, you know, more than eight days old, who has just been circumcised in a 12-year-old boy. We see the glory of the Lord in the most unassuming way, taking, you know, his presence there in the temple. So some nice images, again, that are being fulfilled you know, as we read through this story. What are some of the things that, you know, stand out in the story as you guys look at it? You know, even from the start, um, as we were introduced to to Simeon, I kind of love his story here. And especially as you pick up where it says that he was waiting for the consolation uh, of Israel. And I'm sure Paul has a lot to say to this. And I'll just quickly say, what a cool thing. Um, Again, just getting to think about just all of the story that's gone before and just the history of Israel and just the years of bondage and and slavery and years in the wilderness and that hope for that Messiah to come. And he's there at the temple at his old age waiting for that one who would come and give them consolation or to console them. And isn't that so true of Jesus? And he got to hold him and he got to see him and said, I'm I'm good. Take me away. I've gotten to see the one, the Messiah who's going to console our people. And not even just our people, but as he goes on in his prophecy, also to the Gentiles, all the nations. No, and that's big in the you know Gospel of Luke that this is a gift not only to the people of Israel, but as a gift uh, to the nations through the people of people of Israel. And of course, the reason that Israel needed to be comforted is they were never faithful covenant partners to their Lord, and they had been estranged from Him time and time again. And they had found incredible distances that uh, eventually led to them being exiled even into a foreign country. And although they had meagerly come back to their home and they had meagerly rebuilt, you know, the temple of Jerusalem and the people who saw it, you know, cried because of its former glory, you know, had been gone. Uh, They had not been comforted. They had not been restored to God. And so the comfort they receive will be through this child who will fulfill the role, you know, the suffering servant of Isaiah who will take their sins upon them and bear their griefs for them uh, so that they might be comforted. And you have those two wonderful, you know, two wonderful, you know, descriptions of what is happening through Jesus, the consolation of Israel and the restoration of Jerusalem, you know, God's, God's place among his people reigning among them as king. Yes, you'd have to think, you know, as 
as he's saying these words, for my eyes have seen your salvation, verse 30, which you have prepared in the sight of all the nations. And I think if you're reading ESV, it says all the peoples, but we're just getting that, that idea of the good news of Christ, that his birth, his coming is for all the peoples, which we see all through the New Testament, especially at the end of the age um, when they're all gathered around the throne worshiping yeah. him. So just nice to see that consistency. In, in, that, that in the original image. language, the word is you know, Gentiles. Mm. Uh, the agenos, the those who have been outside, and of course, if you take the same temple, you know they they couldn't go into the precincts of the temple. There was a dividing wall that kept them out, uh, and that wall would be you know knocked down in Christ through all of the nations. There's a light of revelation that they will get to see the God that you know the nation of Israel has seen you know for years. They will get to see him, and they will get to see him in a way that's more intimate and personal and rich than even Israel has been able to see him. So a lot of revelation for the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And yeah, while it's so personal, you know, it, it's in human flesh in front of them, uh, Simeon goes on to tell him that his destiny is to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts um, will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. So it's... um. Yes, it's in the news. flesh, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's... Um, Mary didn't to. treasure that one in her heart, it says. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a tougher one. Yeah. No, I'm sure she did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that one was one that uh, you know would stay with her, and I'm sure this one that she would call back up, you know, at the foot of the cross. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and she would realize, you know, just how much, you know, a soul would, pier- you know, a spear would pierce her own soul. Uh, and how much, you know, that this, this, this child would you know, be rejected. We call the rise and fall of many in Israel, and we go back you know, to Mary's song. You know, those who found themselves, you know, living large and in control uh, and you know, in places of prominence and, and leadership didn't recognize in this humble, you know, Savior, one that they would want to worship as a Savior, but he was a hope to those who were outcast. And so that's exactly what, you know, Mary predicted, you know, in her song that you would bring down the rulers mm-hmm. from their thrones and the proud in their inmost thoughts and that you would exalt the humble, and that's exactly what's taking place. Of course, the curious thing about you know, verse 34, it says, then Simeon blessed them. That so much does not feel like yeah, a the, blessing. Yeah. You know, this what? child is destined to cause the falling and rising uh, of many in Israel. And this will be the story. This will be the story of Luke. Uh, the rejection of Jesus. This will be the story of Acts, the rejection of Jesus. And yet to those who did you know, know him, in him, they found the hope of the promises that, that are here. Your salvation, your comfort to the nation, your revelation in, in our glory. And we also get to see as we continue on in, in this chapter, um, he brings in the, the, the prophet Anna. You know, So again, that theme of Luke bringing in not just eyewitnesses obviously he gives lots of details as to where she's from and who she is so that people probably knew or were familiar with her but also just elevating again women and bringing them into the narrative and into the story and getting to see her reaction as she too gets to encounter uh jesus as he was a baby uh, she lived with her husband for seven years uh, she was that meant she was probably 21 22 you know when yeah he passed off the scene 80, 60 years, you know, plus that she had lived, you know, just devoted to the Lord and devoted to worship in the temple, devoted to pleading, you know, to God on behalf of her people, 
uh, you know, in both, you know, fasting and prayer. And, uh, you know, again, the Lord gives her this blessing of seeing everything that she had prayed for in this child. It just happens to come up in that moment, and she begins, you know, not speaking to the parents, but to everyone. You know, open your eyes, and there's something really fantastic is happening here, or something really great is, you know, happening here. And we, we should go back, you know, to Simeon, the number of mentions of the Holy Spirit. Again, mm-hmm. this is going to be big for yep. Luke. He is going to emphasize from beginning to end how the Spirit of God is at work, you know, through, you know, John the Baptist in the person of Jesus, in the birth of Jesus, in those who recognized him, and how the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts will ultimately be the gift of all people, which is the fulfillment of God's greatest promises that he will be among us and be our God, and we will, you know, be his people, the fulfillment of the new covenant. So keep your eyes out for, you know, that, that theme as we work your way through you know, the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. And one of the things we get to see that's unique, you know, to the Gospel of Luke is the second account of the boy Jesus in the temple. So obviously some time has gone on. He's grown up. His parents still faithful, devout, going every year. And then they lose Jesus. Um, but then where do they find him? They find him in the temple discussing the things of God, being close, relational with yeah. his father. And that's even his first words recorded here. Um, didn't you know? Um, I needed to be in the house of my father. Um, and so love getting to see just Jesus kind of getting to understand his call, who he is, intimacy with the father, very important to him, which we see all throughout the gospels, him going away, praying, meeting with the father. And so even seeing that in, in young Jesus is, is, is very cool. It's kind of fun for me to read that and think where his life and his heart intersects with the fact that he's at the festival of the Passover and that he will one day be you know, giving his life during that same time. And I just think, wow, just how that must, those are big moments for Jesus, you know, to be in the temple and during this time. And yeah, so it's kind of cool. Now I wonder when the uh, first time he, he realized Mm -hmm. that's a picture of me. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, as part of, as as part of the Passover. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, in in the, uh, already he has a sense of who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even at 12 that, uh, this is his father's house, mm-hmm. and uh, that he's you know about his father's, you know about his father's work, and of course his his real father and mom are going, what are you talking about? <laughs> but it is the realization of the promise to David that I will be a father to him, you know, in a new, unique way, and he will be a son to me, of course, uh, which allows us to be sons yeah. and, and daughters also of living God, you know, in in the work, you know, that he did. So it is a, a wonderful picture. All of this, you know, David, so far is is, is material that's unique to Luke. Yeah. You know, the announcements of the birth, you know, to, uh, to Mary and Zechariah. Matthew gives us the announcement, you know, to Joseph uh, and, and, and to Mary, but in a, you know, a different format. These songs are new. Uh, these events are new. Uh, Anna and Simeon, you know, are brand new. And Luke says he's carefully investigated this. He's probably talked to all of these people and said, you know, how did that feel? You know, what was it yeah, like? How cool is you that? Know? And then he, he's already telling us, you know, that he knows of you know, Anna's passing. You know, she stayed there until she was 84. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a nice, you know, familiar, you know, little context all the way through. Fun stuff. Uh, so we now have, uh, now we now have, uh, Jesus at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Next next time we get together, we'll have that 
John the Baptist coming on the scene were the last thing we heard about him is he stayed in the wilderness until the time was right and so now is now is the time for that so it's been fun to do that father thank you uh, for jesus we thank you for the glory uh, of the people of israel we thank you for the glory of the temple and we thank you that our glory is found in you may we be shaped by your word in this year as we read your story and see how it's a beautiful story from beginning to end from Uh, the first few chapters of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. May we find ourselves in your story, shaped by your story. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.